You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, the weekly podcast of Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Andy Lynch, joined by Danielle Smalley, the Director of Experience here at Kingsway, and Brett Cadwell, the Executive Pastor. And we are in a new series. Matt kicked it off on Sunday. I almost said Monday because the series is called Made for Mondays. And this is five weeks of how we can live on mission, in our job, how we can really do our best. Really, the verse that comes to mind for me during this series is... Let your light shine before men so they may praise your Father up in heaven. Because sometimes we're able to share Jesus by sharing Jesus, the words that we learn about him, how we know his character. Other times we can share Jesus just by how we live our lives and our our attitude, our intention, how we treat people. And I think We'll encompass both during this series, but I'm excited to unpack some different ways, some different stories, uh, some ways in our lives that we've seen God at work in our job. Uh, All three of us here today were not in church ministry our entire careers, and so we thought we'd just share some stories from when we weren't uh, in the church vocationally, uh, ways that we saw using our job for mission, and then perhaps some examples that, that don't necessarily work. Uh, so we want to you know, steer you away from those as well. And so, Brett, uh, let's begin with you. Uh, you've certainly been on both sides of this conversation, and, uh, and you've experienced what it means to, to live life on mission uh, and not be in a church building as your job. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent seven years on a farming operation. Obviously, I had, you know, I had kind of the some of the most cliche jobs growing up in high school. Uh, and, uh, t- I'll talk probably a little bit about that in my, in my sermon in a couple of weeks, but it's, you know, uh, I worked at a Baskin Robbins scuba and ice cream, worked at a hot dog stand, you know, those sort of things. But in, when I was at the farm, you know, seven years, you know, one of the things that I, I think got lost on me was, you know, farming is, is awesome. It has some great, great things about it, but it also can be very mundane. And I didn't always realize or connect the dots of how much of an opportunity it was to rub shoulders with other people that may not think anything like me may, may, may be similar, you know, especially in farming. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Christian farmers out there. They get, you know, uh, that we can only plant it and ask God to water it. Then we can't make it grow. So that kind of leads to, a lot of uh, a lot of Christians being in farming, but as far as like the employees that were on our staff, especially of our hog operation, they necessarily. I mean, I don't know that I ever had a Christian actually on my team, and so it led to a lot of a lot of great conversations, and you know, and probably some of the most surprising times. Like I would try to bring Jesus into a staff meeting or you know, a conversation we were all there and it would sometimes be clunky and awkward and, and hard to really get them to engage in that. But then, you know, we would be in the middle of, I don't know, on a hog operation, you do all kinds of things that I really even shouldn't talk about uh, (laughs) because they're just (laughs) gross and, you know, smell bad and all kinds of stuff. But, you know, we'd be in the middle of the, you know, and, you know, any, any project, you name it. And one of my coworkers would lean over and be like, so you, you know, you believe in this God. Okay. Tell me about that. You know? And so then we would end up in a, 
hour, two hour long conversation about my belief in God or why, why I believe that Jesus is the savior. And, you know, and they would just ask, keep asking question after question after question. And, and, uh, and it was in some of the most, like I say, just surprising and unpredicted, unscheduled times. And I had to be ready. I mean, my, my son and I were just talking about this the other day. I think it's first Peter three fifteen. you know, always be ready to give an answer for, you know, the hope that you have and just so it would just so played out in the workplace in that setting. So Danielle, how have you uh, seen that in, in your life as well? So I would say very similar, Brett, like to your employer background early on, things like Burger King, the mall, Orange Julius, throwback to oh, that. Man. Is that yeah. still around? Uh, it varies unique places, I think. They have combined with another business. Okay. Hey, by the way, Orange Julius is mm-hmm. made in, Orange Julius is made in my house multiple times a week. No way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have the secret recipe. Come get uh, some. My, my wife grew up making it, and so yeah. all of my kids know how to make it. Even That's my three-year-old asked for Orange Julius, and yeah, anyway. That's so, so good. Yeah. So, so good. Um, and then, you know, just things remembered, uh, the store at the mall, not the little kiosk, mm-hmm. amazing things. But um, I, I don't recall experiencing other Christians in a workplace until there was one example in the Navy. Um, he was uh, a rank above me, and his name was Dave, and he kept referring to himself um, when it would come up, not like constant, but as a born-again Christian, and I had no idea what exactly that meant at the time. You weren't a Christian at that time? I was I was raised Catholic, so yep. I believed, um, but okay. it was a, it's, you know, it's, it's different, and it's still awkward for me to kind of answer that today. I sure. feel like, well, no, I still believe. I was just Catholic, and I don't know, because sometimes you feel like you have to defend that, but yeah, um, yeah. It's different, different from a religion, different from what I felt like I owned versus um, what I just knew. And um, and so, and Dave did a good job of trying to just love others. And there was a fuss, you know, it was always frustrating at times in the Navy, just different things constantly <laughs> would be just hard. Um, everything from, you know, cussing to inappropriate talk and pictures and things. And he would always try to rise above that. And that was one of the only men that I saw on the team that I was on who acted that way. So that was a little refreshing, but again, I still don't really understand what that meant and um, probably not really experienced that myself until the, you know, the job I held before coming to Kingsway um, at a, at a medical kind of manufacturing kind of company that um, I started to learn how to own my own faith. And it wasn't, that wasn't until my thirties. So um, for those of you listening, they're still, <laughs> you're never too young or too old right. to say that. Um, and I have a good example of, you know, doing it probably or watching it happen. We might say wrong and then watching it kind of happen um, led by the spirit. And let's hear the wrong one. I like hear the wrong one? <laughs> well, cause you know, the, the saying is you just, there's some things you just don't talk about religion and politics, mm-hmm, right. especially at work. And I mean, you go through training about that stuff as you grow into leadership roles specifically. And, um, and so those are just things you just stayed away from. You just don't talk about it. Like you could talk about Christmas mm-hmm. as long as it was Santa, you know, like that was, <laughs> that was it. So, um, in this case, uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Jim and he and I have, uh, had a shared background. We were both Navy veterans and, um, he, to this day, brings a smile to my face. He was so easygoing when I knew him, um, had, had retired from the military, always called me shipmate, which is 
the name, the terminology in the, in the Navy for sailors were shipmates. And, um, we would have great conversations about all things. And, but he was a strong believer and, uh, he would love to talk about Jesus to anybody and everybody. And the longer his tenure was at this place. And as I moved into different leadership roles, he talked more and more about Jesus, which sounds awesome. Except when you're not in an environment where that is welcome. Mm -hmm. And we would have new hires who would start at different ages, different genders, different backgrounds. And I started getting, I'll call them reports that, hey, um, Jim is talking to the new person about Jesus in the break room. Mm. And it was making, I was like, okay. Like, part of me was like, yay. And then, <laughs> but then the work side of me was like, okay, okay, so what's he saying? You know, it's just like, is it good, bad? What What's happening? But it was, what was happening is, we were talking about religion. It was one of the two topics you don't talk about. And some people were assuming others were uncomfortable or they themselves are now uncomfortable. And so now I have to intervene and have a conversation with a guy where we both believe in Jesus. And how do we do that in this work environment where it's not welcome to openly talk about Jesus? That was hard. Was he open to coaching? He was. I mean, okay. he felt strongly his beliefs. Sure. But sure. it was the message that myself and then his direct supervisor at the time I was the manager, then he had a supervisor and the, uh, she reported to me. And so the three of us met to just kind of talk through this and um, it happened that we were all believers. Uh, so it made that part was easier because we could talk about some of that stuff openly, but right. then it was, so what do you do differently now, Jim? And it was, um, you can show and be the love of Jesus without actually openly saying, Hey, do you believe in this guy? Mm -hmm. And let me tell you about him. Um, Cause in the work environment, that's not always welcome. Right. I love this topic so much because, I don't know, it's just close to my heart, I guess. When I was in Alaska, uh, I, I was the guy that would push because I felt called by God to live my faith out. And so I was at a secular NBC affiliate TV station, and there was a Christian baseball team that was very unique. It was run by Athletes in Action, so they'd come up to Alaska for a month and a half, and, and this team, they all raised their own support. Other college baseball teams like this had to, they got paid a stipend to actually come, but these kids were different, and you know, once a series, they'd share their faith with the other team and get ridiculed because the other guys were all there to play baseball and party. But this, mm -hmm. you know, Christian team was different. And so I'd use my platform on TV once a summer to tell why they're different and had them read the Bible on the TV. And then I'd get reprimanded, you know, the next week and I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. And then, you know, wear off after a year and I'd do it again. And so as a young kid, <laughs> you know, I did it wrong a lot of the times, but but I was excited to to do it. How can I share my faith. And then the end of my time in Alaska, I'd been there four years and it was kind of my farewell tour saying goodbye to everybody. And I was at a hockey game and the university of Alaska used to have, I think they still have a hockey team division one. So Bowling Green, Michigan, Michigan state, uh, Ohio state, all the teams would come up and play. So it was pretty big time hockey, big arena. And I'd have my spot down in the corner of the glass. And I had my own security guard because they didn't want anyone else standing there or, or being near the glass. But as a, a member of the media, I was allowed to be there. And my last night, uh, Rhonda, she was one of my two usual security guards said, you know, we're going to, we're going to miss you a lot. And, and I was like, really? And Rhonda was a lady in her fifties. She was actually dating one of the mascots, which was a fun story. He, he was a funny guy, and, <laughs> not just cause he was the mascot, but in or out of costume. I mean, was he funny? Well, <laughs> both, <laughs> it, but, but she was, she was wonderful. This nice lady just trying to get through life. Wasn't a Christian or, you know, cared about faith at all. We talked a little bit. 
And she said, you know, I'm really going to miss you. And I, and I was like, well, that's nice. You know, people say that. And she's like, no, really. And she started to tear up. And she's like, oh. you've made a difference because just because of your smile and the way you care about people. Mm -hmm. And and in my four years in Alaska, I went from this brash, you know, shove it in your face, sportscaster to I'm just going to love people and mm -hmm. see what happens. And people notice that. And, yeah. and Brett, you know, everywhere we go, we see that people notice almost that sometimes before they notice our words and the way we interact, yeah, you know, yeah. speaking. Yeah, I, and I'll interject too a little bit about what you and Danielle just hit on is that sometimes in our lives, I think we try to compartmentalize God yeah. and we try to say, well, we come to church on Sunday and this is my Jesus time and maybe I, I hopefully show Jesus at my home but then when we cross over that work line, and some of that is like justified, kind of what you shared, Danielle, that, you know, workplaces have rules or, mm -hmm. you know, it's being talked about. And so we do have to like weigh that line of how do we how do we honor our bosses and those that choose to employ us and give us a paycheck, but also honor God and, and Jesus in that as well. And I think it's really interesting when I look at the life of Jesus, you you don't see him talk about work very often. And what I mean is like, you, you know, when you open up your Bible, you, you see a lot of Paul and James and others that were after Jesus or walked on, you know, some of those walked alongside Jesus and they talk about, you know, how do we work or you see it in Proverbs or Ecclesiastes in the old Testament, but you don't see Jesus specifically talk about work. But I think part of that is because what Jesus did every day in his ministry was his work and he loved it. And it was not, there was no compartments, what he got up and did, uh, what he, you know, what, what he led his disciples through in the discipling of those disciples. And then going into a town that he knew he was going to be hated by some and loved by others. And he's walking through a field with his disciples and he's pulling off wheats of grain on the Sabbath. And he knows that he's going to be questioned by the Pharisees, but he uses it as a teaching tool to, both the disciples and, you know, anybody that was around, including the Pharisees. And so you see Jesus didn't compartmentalize it, but at the same time he had a, an incredible way of knowing how to push and challenge and and take full advantage of a situation. Now I know that me and no one else listening is Jesus, right? And so <laughs> that's not the expectation, but I think, you know, we have been given the power of the Holy Spirit to walk into those same moments. And so even that, you know, story you share with Jim, Danielle, of, mm -hmm. of, you know, Jim sharing Jesus in the break room and not really knowing, like, you know, you're in a lot of ways, that's kind of like the Pharisees setting up Jesus. You don't know what that person is really getting at or what right. side of the argument they're on. And so, how do you, you know, and that, and that's probably part of the, the biggest reason and the, and the big challenge for us as believers is we, sometimes I think we, we forget, man, we gotta be prayed up when we go into work mm -hmm. and we gotta, we gotta spend time with Jesus every day because we don't know, we can't, we can't plan. I'm a planner. I mean, I'm the, one of the biggest planners, you know, like, you know, you're making fun of me about my talking points coming into today. And so <laughs> like, you know, and so I, but I can't have talking points for a conversation that I don't know is happening mm -hmm. and, or, or is going to happen or, yeah. you know, being questioned in ways that I didn't know the questions were coming. So, yeah. Yeah. Danielle, you had mentioned that there was another story that was spirit led. Uh -huh. Yeah. What was that? Um, so same, same previous employer, um, at a different time. And the 
the person I was chatting with, his name was Chad. And uh, Chad, a uh, great worker, hard around the edges, uh, would struggle his way, no way. Um, but he was not feeling great. And we were having a, a one-on-one conversation, kind of like what we do here sometimes outside walking. There was a big old pond by the building I, I worked at. And we were getting some time out and he was very anxious, waiting on a phone call from a doctor to tell him, you know, basically, did he have cancer or not? And this kid is, I mean, I call him a kid. He's probably a couple of years younger than me. And um, he got the call while we're having a one-on-one. We're having a hard one-on-one because I was trying to provide some coaching and feedback that you're not wrong in your message. It's just how you're delivering it. Oh, wow. Right. And so let's talk on how do you tell someone maybe that they're wrong or that their way isn't the most effective, mm-hmm. that we could probably approach it from your perspective, you know, kind of a thing and just going back and forth and... And then he gets the call and he had told me, he's like, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to tell them that I want to hear the news over the phone. I was like, okay. And we just didn't know when the call was coming. We were sitting at a picnic table and he gets the call and it's the worst news. Mm. And I, I'm like, oh goodness, this is, this is happening right now. And make sure it's not about me. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I say? What do I do? Mm. And, but it's about Chad. And in that moment, he just wept. He got off the phone and he's, you know, he's married. They have kids, young kids. And what does this mean? Because at that time you don't know, right? You've heard the big C word. And most of the time, everything I've heard and read, even from my own mom, when she got that kind of diagnosis is you, everything else you don't hear, Mm -hmm. right? That's why they say, bring someone with you um, to the doctor to write things down. Cause you just don't hear anything past that. And he is just sobbing. We're outside and I'm just praying and I'm holding him. Mm -hmm. And I felt like in the moment, looking back, that was how I got to show Jesus to someone who needed it in that moment because the need he had in that moment was someone to be there and to hold him right. in a way that showed it's okay. You can totally cry. I'm crying with you. And, um, and then, hey, can I call your wife? Mm-hmm. Can I, what can I do to get you a ride home? Because, you know, in that emotional state, even physical state, he was not able to take himself home right. and make sure everything was covered for his shift and everything else. And so that would be an example, you know, that I think, even though the word or the name Jesus never came up in that conversation, my hope is that he saw and felt Jesus with how we interacted and just letting the spirit be in that moment. Cause I didn't know, I don't have the words. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just prayed, give me what I need to say and what I need to do to take care of chat. Brett, what you said, I mean, really rings home here. I mean, we, we go so many times people go to work and I'll include myself in that all throughout my life. You go to work, you just want to get through the work day. You just, you're looking for the weekend. You're looking uh, to get home and play a video game. You're looking for that next good meal. You know, whatever those things that bring you pleasure are, you just want to get through your work day. But man, there are opportunities all around us, just like Danielle shared, just like Brett shared, where you get a chance to, to just help somebody. Uh, and you don't even know that you're going to do it going into your day. And, and I love around here, we've been saying within last year, it's one of our cultural behaviors, heads up, eyes open. Mm. And Brett, that's really where it starts. Just having your head up, your eyes open and, and seeing where God has someone to, to care for. Yeah. I mean, and really being, we've all kind of hit on it, but being spirit led and not trying to, uh, I mean, Danielle, I love that story. Not trying to like say the perfect word in that moment. You're not going to say the perfect words. Like you're, there's nothing you can say to Chad in that moment. That's going to make him, you know, make it, that news go away. But what you did was, was show Jesus. And that's, that's a beautiful story. And, you know, I think about, so there's a, there's a story on the farm and 
we had we had a worker and i'll, I'll i want to respect him because I, I love him to death he worked for us for about five years i mean you, you go back to the day he he showed up for his interview he was two hours late for the interview his car broke down literally in the driveway of the farm and we're like putting his car back together thinking like we're just gonna send this guy home and he's he's not gonna work here and five years later he was still he was still employed and he started out you know weed eating and mowing around the farm and he worked his way up and um he may not be a guy that you can't you see you know come to the farm with a whole lot of gifts on the outside but uh he he after that first day he showed up every day and we were in uh, he had a he had a really hard past hard uh you know growing up and we were in the the sow barn so I won't bore you, but that's that's where uh, we we breed the sows every day, so that then they are three months, three weeks, three days, and they have babies, and that's how sausage is made. <laughs> so they say, and uh, that's a great explanation, right? Man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how sausage is made in like ten words or less. But uh, so, but we are we're in the sow barn. You spend about an hour or two in there every day, and to this day, on this day, uh, this individual is with me, and. W- all of a sudden, like, he just opens up about he's having some stuff at home, relationship stuff, and, man, just an opportunity. And honestly, probably in my heart, I'm like, if you know me, I'm, a t- like, a task-driven. You already know I'm a planning guy. And so I know I have to rely on the Spirit for me to say, okay, Brett, don't check the box right now. <laughs> don't, like, just be present. And what, you know, what can you say to this this guy in your presence that is losing it emotionally, like obviously he's distraught to even go home. He doesn't know where to turn. He doesn't know what's next. He doesn't have, I didn't believe at the time, the hope of Jesus. He didn't have the Holy Spirit working in him to help him, God. And so God had put me and decided to use me on this day for him and to get, and so we just, we entered into an hour or two conversation. We stopped working about 30 minutes or an hour into that conversation, I, as the boss, had to say, okay, it's okay to model not getting something done for about 30 more minutes so that we can, you know, actually talk through what the next steps are. And, uh, and you know, and because of that, I still get texts from him today. Mm. And he doesn't work at the farm anymore. Mm. And it doesn't happen very often. And it usually happens when things aren't going great or he's got a question or an issue. And I don't have some fantastic story I can tell you that, this individual came to Jesus, but I trust that God is at work and that a seed was planted and that he saw that he wa- I wasn't too busy for him and I could, I could wade into the mess of his life and help him figure out how to just take one step to clean it up. So, What a conversation today. You were made for Mondays. Let your light shine before men so that why? Not for our glory, but so that they will see your Father up in heaven and give him praise. Thanks for listening.